This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Kia ora koutou, tulufa lava, and many warm greetings. This is what my principal says when welcoming. So I'm saying this greeting to welcome you to my podcast. When the sun's out, I feel motivated. My brain responding, boosting my mood, compared to a gloomy day where I feel, well, gloomy. The way we respond is different depending on our external environments. For this podcast, it's how plants and animals respond to their external environments. My name is Mary Martin from Horofanua College, here to talk to you about the way plants and animals respond to their environments. Plant and animal responses. Firstly, plants and animals have different orientations in space and time. Plant orientation, there are tropisms. A tropism is a growth movement whose direction is determined by the direction of which the stimulus strikes the plant. Positive, the plant or a part of it grows in the direction from which the stimulus originates. Negative is the growth away from the stimulus. There are several types of tropisms. Photo, responding to the light and the role of oxen. Geo, gravi, response to gravity. Thigmo, response to touch. Hydro, response to water. Chemo, response to chemical stimulus. And these can either be positive or negative. Plants also have nastic movements, which are non-directional responses to stimuli. Basically, the plant in action. For animal orientation in space is taxis. Each type of taxis response also can be described as negative or positive. For example, when an organism moves bodily towards a chemical stimulus, such as a pheromone, it is said to be positively chemotaxic. The organism also has a speed of movement, in which is orthokinesis and kilonokinesis, the organism's rate of turning. Kilonokinesis, in which the frequency of rate of turning is proportional to stimulus intensity, real adaption that many species exhibit, and which contributes to the survival of a species. For example, to gain the benefits of staying in a perpetual summer, the New Zealand godwit or kuakaha makes the longest non-stop bird migration known in the world of New Zealand to Alaska. Orientation and time. Annual daily, diurnal, nocturnal and crepuscular, circuitidal, circulunar, circadian and circuannual rhythms. Circulunar is similar to the fiction of a man to a wolf, as this happens every full moon, in this case... These are all responses by the biological clocks, endogenous rhythms, endogenous rhythms. Circadian rhythms are endogenous and adjusted by the local environment by external cues called the Zeitgeber, in which humans is the way we sleep. In this subject, you will also need to understand ectograms, which are a simple type of graph that shows activity over a given period of time. As for a human, our activity at night is sleeping, unless you're some of the teens in Dunedin, Compared to the day when we will be more active, as this will be shown visually on an actogram. I'd like to introduce you to my biology teacher, Mrs Lewis, and she is here to answer a few questions. What are some study techniques you suggest to students? I think uh, being an active learner in class uh, is really good, and then I think each day you should go home and read over your notes. So we have this little saying of one day, one week, one month. So if you read them each day, and then about every week, then you go back over the work for the week, and then every month you'll probably have a test, and that will really help you learn your work. Uh, in biology, writing good, clear, concise definitions is really, really important. And then I think depending on how you learn writing uh, summary notes or making a mind map is really good. And then getting closer towards the exam, previous NCEA questions. If you go over those, refer to the 
uh, assessment schedules on the NZQA website, I think you'll be pretty well prepared for your exam. Cool. And why do you choose to teach biology? I did my degree in microbiology at Otago University and really loved the topic. Uh, then spent a few years working in science, so I bought lots of different experiences and still have a real passion for biology, so love teaching it. And favourite part about plant and animal responses? Uh, my favourite part would have to be animals. Um, my major interest is in human biology. There's not a lot in this topic, but certainly about human biorhythms. Uh, and then I like using local context. So we've got the Godwits and uh, the Manawatu estuaries. So migration's always uh, is always a favourite. Um, and animal communication. Just a lot of students are familiar with um, farms around the area, and so I really enjoy like uh, videos on the pukeko and how they communicate, uh, reproductive strategies. Yeah, just, just bringing local context into it within the, especially the animal part of the topic. Yeah, similar to the Crave study. And finally, my last question, how do you find me as a student? <laughs> um, Mary, uh, you're really keen on biology. Um, I think sometimes you wing it a little bit, whereas uh, you could probably use your class time a little better um, but uh, you've got a great sense of humour and uh, selected you for OASA because of your huge potential (laughs) well thank you interspecific interactions occur when the actions trait or density of individuals of one population result in a change in some attribute of another species population There is competition for resources, which is mutualism. Bleas fly from flower to flower gathering nectar, which they make into food, benefiting the bees. When they land in a flower, some of the pollen from the first one rubs off, pollinating the plant. This benefits the plant in a mutualistic relationship. The bees get to eat and the flowering plants get to reproduce. Exploitation includes herbivory, predation and parasitism. Co-exists within ecological communities. Individual organisms in a community interact in many different ways. An interaction may benefit both individuals or interaction may benefit one organism to the detriment of another. Predators and prey are often tied together in many ways. The populations of predator and prey are related. If the predator population is low, the numbers of prey species will increase. Most predator species will reproduce in large numbers if food is abundant. As the numbers of predator species increase the prey population begins to decline. This process means the less fit individuals are weeded out, helping the gene pool of both the predator and the prey to stay strong. Intraspecific competition is an interaction in population ecology, whereby members of the same species compete for limited resources. There is a competition for resources, territory, hierarchical behaviour and cooperative interactions. Then there is their reproductive behaviours. Polygyny, polyandry, polygyandry and polygamous. Here's some definitions to sum these up. Courtship and animals' behaviour that result in mating and eventual reproduction. Courtship may be rather simple, involving a small mem- number of chemical, visual or auditory stimuli. Or it may be highly complex, series of acts 
by two or more individuals using several modes of communication. A pair bond is a strong affinity that develops in some species between a mating pair, often leading to the production and rearing of offspring that potentially a lifelong bond. A pair bond is a strong affinity that develops in some species between a mating pair, often leading to the production and rearing of offspring and potentially a lifelong bond. Polynandro is another way to describe multi-mate and multi-female polygamous mating system. Where females have multiple mating partners, it is known as polyandro. And when males have multiple mating partners, it is known as polygyne. And each sex has their benefits in being promiscuous. This is an outline of the level 3 external for plant and animal responses to their external environments. Honestly, this is going to be super helpful to me in my last minute revision, as I seem to leave everything to last minute. Not a good habit. A summary of the areas you'll need to know is plant and animal orientation in space and time, interspecific relationships and intraspecific relationships, as well as a lot more, but looking through the past exams will help you. And honestly, I don't know all that much, but this will be a foundation for you to build on about this external topic. I hope you've been inspired to learn more about plants and animals, or maybe bought it out of your mind. However, thank you for listening and turning into my speech, my podcast. It's my podcast. Hope you all do well in your exams and life in general. Stay positive, as you may not always do the best, but it's how you improve and overcome the situations. Not letting what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. Lastly, I'd like to say a huge thank you to Orifem, as you are absolutely awesome, <laughs> as well as Oasa and Maikuta for helping. Lastly, I would like to say a huge thank you to Orifem, as you are awesome, as well as Oasa and Maikuta for giving me this opportunity. I'm plants and animals, exciting. <laughs> True fun. Peace out. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.